and welcome back to the official review. I'm Mitchell Graham. And I'm Zach Brown. And welcome back. Episode 77 of the official review. It is week 10 already of college football. It's the first Saturday in November. This is where really we are going to find out who's good, who's not, who's just had a really good start to the season. So we're live on YouTube. I heard myself talking. That was (laughs) trippy. Um, We're still, we're live, but um, anyways, this is going to be a prove it week, a huge week in college football. That's not all we have to talk about. We have to talk about the world series, obviously um, that just completed with uh, the Rangers um, who took over to took their first world series championship ever. And we will talk a little bit of NBA as the new season has kicked off in a, in good fashion. It's been pretty good. And then of course we'll talk about the week before in college football and preview the week ahead. So Zach, You've already got the thing set up. You've already got the banner up. Let's talk about the World Series. Yeah, World Series. Rangers went in five. Um, I expected this series to go a little bit further than five games, but um, hey, hats off to the Rangers. They had a great year. Um, they put together a great team, and they got hot at the right time. Um, yep. Exactly. You know, I, I I also misspoke last week. I said the franchise was ninety nine years old. It's only sixty three years old. Um, the Rangers were starting in 1960, but their first World Series title, which is f- fantastic. Rangers, it took them 35 years to even make the playoffs after they were established as a franchise. So that's kind of crazy. It's been a lot of heartbreak for the Rangers over the years. 2011. Yeah, 2011, one David strike Freeze. away from winning the World Series twice. They're one strike away twice in that series and lost. Um, we will see you tomorrow night. Yeah. And I remember watching that whole series too. That I remember crazy. that series too. Somehow. Um, I don't know why, <clears throat> but um, yeah, g- great on the Rangers and look for all the woke people out there. The Rangers were the only team in major league baseball that did not have a pride night. And they're your world series champs. Make <laughs> out of that what you want to. Whatever. But hey, give a little bit of credit to Creed, listening to Creed before every game. The Rangers are also the first team in Major League history to win a World Series without losing a single game on the road. It went 11 and 0 on the road. That's 11 and 0 on the road. Um, they also were like, there was a couple of firsts that they accomplished. Bruce Bochy, I think it's time to uh, put him down as one of the greatest managers of all time. Yep. Um, he has four rings. Um, what three first, with the Giants? Three with the Giants. He had he had three in a span of five years with the Giants, um, and now has won one to the Rangers. They showed this stat on the game last night. He has won fifteen out of his last sixteen postseason series. That's, that's fifteen wild. of sixteen. That is in that is insane. Bruce Bochy knows how to win in the postseason. Look, um, Bruce Bochy. Gives like reminds me of someone, so you can talk for a minute, and I'll. I'll, I'll I think he's up. tied with only three other managers that have four four rings as a manager. So it's time to put him in the discussion. One of the best managers ever. Um, and look, didn't like him when he was with the Giants, not because of any other reason other than the fact that the Giants would always eliminate us in the playoffs, and they're yeah. really good every year. Yeah, and looks like he has the chance to do the same thing with the Rangers. So. Congrats to Bruce, Bruce Bochy, who looks just like this goat from Hoodwinked. <laughs> Does he not? I, mean, only the gl- I only see it in the glasses. 
I don't really see it in any. I, I, dude, I see it so much when he's wearing those. Yes, dude, come on. Well, I, our audience for our podcast listeners, you'll just have to come back and see the YouTube video. Um, I don't think, other than the glasses, I don't see it. But. That's all I think about, dude. When I see when I see <laughs> Bruce Bochy, but anyways, I mean, I think it's. I saw a stat today. CBS came out and said that now the Falcons, with the Rangers win, are now the longest franchise to be a stat like the longest established franchise without a championship in all five of the major sports. So, probably not happening anytime soon. I mean, hey, we benched Ritter. Taylor, Taylor Heineke, Heineke start, let's go. Taylor Heineke, pride Taylor of Heineke. Collins Hill. Is pride of Collins Hill, pride of Old starting, Dominion. Is starting this week, and we already looked 10 times better with him in the lineup last week when we let Will Levis throw for torched, you guys. 285 torched. and four touchdowns. So, That's crazy, man. So Is Will Levis better than we thought? Or did yes. he just look good against you guys? I think he's better than we thought. I think he's an NFL guy. I really, I just don't think he, he's one of those guys that is going, it just is just going to be better in an NFL system straight up. So good on the Titans. They yep, have a quarterback. Good on the Titans because Malik Willis was not it. So, all right. Yeah, that's all I had to. Series there. Um, we talked about it last week, parody of baseball. Yeah. Um, just how much there's been over the last couple of years that continued this year. And uh, look, Jacob DeGrom won a Marine. <laughs> wow. You are lagging your butt off. I think you just lagged out. There um, is one guy. You have Am been like year. No. Uh, wait. Hello. Am I good now? Yeah. I mean, you're still, you're still cutting in and out. Your feed. So, okay. let me um, take a step out. I'll talk about the NBA. Okay. All right. Maybe. All right. The NBA season has kicked off or has tipped off, and it's been it's been pretty solid so far. I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the games. Obviously, I'm a league pass. Um, I'm a league pass owner, so I am watching a lot of the games. Um, I think, I mean, the Celtics have looked dominant. They just won by 50 over the Wizards. The My Atlanta Hawks started 0-2. We've won our last three. We beat the Timberwolves. We beat, uh, we beat the Bucks. And then last night we beat the Wizards. Um, they didn't beat the Wizards by 50 last night. They beat the Pacers by 50. But the Hawks came out 0-2, looked really flat. But ever since, DeJounte Murray has really stepped up. Jalen Johnson, DeAndre Hunter, all of them have stepped up. Now we're 3-2. and And... Look, it's one of those things. It's uh, basketball is you could start 0 2, but I mean, and then Trey Young has not played well, but we've won the last three. Trey Young can't just can't, is not getting the shots to fall. When his shots start to fall, I really think this is going to be a whole different team and even better than what we're seeing right now. Quinn Snyder has established what he wants to do. The Hawks look really good. And then the big story is the James Harden trade. James Harden traded to the Clippers from the 76ers for basically nothing. The Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, um, Marcus Morris Sr., Kenyon Martin Jr. in a couple of seconds for James Harden. And now that puts James Harden on the Clippers with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, which statistically and accolades-wise, that's the best roster ever assembled um, from all-stars and defensive teams and all-NBA first teams and everything. So 
I mean, the, the Clippers, I think, are going to be really good, but the West is just stacked. Denver finally lost their first game last night, but they've looked phenomenal. The Lakers have looked good. The Suns haven't been healthy. It's really just been Kevin Durant since game one because uh, Bradley Bill hasn't played and Devin Booker hasn't played since game one. And then the Mavericks. Mavericks are 4-0. and uh, Luka leads the, uh, Lu- leads the NBA in scoring. Um, and then finally in the West, you've got Vic, w- Victor Wimbanyama, who's been – He's been good in the clutch, but really he's gotten off to slow starts. He's just still, I think he's still trying to establish how he can score in the NBA. Once he figures out he's going to be a lethal weapon, but he's just coming off against the Suns. And when they came back against the Suns, um, made a huge comeback, 22 point comeback. He had 18 points, eight rebounds, and four blocks. So he's going to be just fine. These comparisons with him and Bull Bull is just ridiculous. We need to get over it. They're two different people. Bobo has a career average of like three points a game. Wimby is already averaging like 16, 15 or 16. And Bobo's had his had his shot on like three teams. He's not Victor Wimbanyama. Wimbanyama is going to be the best player in the league in five years. I'm already saying that five years, Victor Wimbanyama will be the best player in the NBA. But I think that's all I've got for the NBA, Zach. I don't think you've really watched anything so far in the NBA, especially not a game, not baseball game. and football going on. I don't expect you to watch any basketball college basketball starting soon as well. So uh, that'll be, uh, that'll be really fun. But anyways, look, that's it for the NBA. I think we can uh, hop into looking at the week before, well, unless you have something else to talk about. Yeah. There's, there's like two things. Um, the first NFL coach has been fired already. Josh McDaniel, <laughs> uh, man, he saw that coming. Yeah. Same exact. I think I predicted that. Year and a half. That's all his first two tenures as as a NFL head coach have only lasted a season and a half. Yeah. The GM got fired, which he only lasted half a year. This was his first season. Um, Yeah. And then now they are benching Garoppolo for Aiden O'Connell, which, hey, I said on the show like three weeks ago, Aiden O'Connell's the future of the Raiders. I mean, he's had he's started a couple games this year and hasn't looked great, but I think he's better than what Garoppolo offers them, especially if you watched Garoppolo play against the Lions on Monday Night Football. He missed Devontae Adams probably three times where he probably would have scored. Um, and Devontae Adams, yes, he's been a drama queen throughout all this crap. And he, I mean, he... Honestly, I don't blame him. That, I mean, I don't blame him either. Terrible. But... But he's been a drama queen. He's he forced his way out of Green Bay, and he's going to force his way out of of uh, of Las Vegas as well. He's he kind of gives me big James Harden vibes. To be honest. So yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think he necessarily forced his way to Green Bay. They he, they just weren't willing to pay him as much as Las Vegas was. But I think Devontae Adams probably should have known that this has been a bad run team for a long time. So. Um, he should have known that he should have next thing is very briefly. I want to talk about the Adam Johnson, uh, rest in peace, Adam Johnson, the hockey player that was killed on the ice. I did. I could not watch. I've not. Have you seen the video? I have seen it. I've seen it multiple times and look, I've never played hockey. I just started watching hockey like last postseason. Yeah. But everyone that I've talked to that has watched hockey for decades and decades people that have played hockey i've heard them speak about this it does not look accidental at all it it had to be intentional not only that you've got the guy's got a reputation for this he has he leads the league in, in penalty minutes he's known as a dirty player um 
I do not think that he necessarily had the intention to kill someone, but he definitely was trying to hurt Adam Johnson. Was he in the NHL? Was this an NHL game? This is the, I think it's called the ECHL. It's like a, it's like a, I think they're like the minor leagues. It's where the Thrashers played. It's like a farm system. No, the the Gladiators. It's where the Gladiators played. Maybe. It's one of the, it's, it's like a minor league show, I think. Um, But yeah, it's, it's pretty gruesome. I mean, you don't really see that much. You do see lots of blood when you see it. Um, But is it on like Twitter? Is it on Twitter? Yeah, you can see the, you can just search Adam Johnson and you can see it. But, um, you know, and the thing, the thing is after he gets hit with the skate, Adam Johnson, he's like still on his feet and he's trying to skate off the ice, but there's just blood going everywhere. Um, so did, so it was on the ground. It happened on the ground. No, no. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're making a play on the puck or whatever. And the guy that did it, I don't, I don't even remember his name. Um, but he was like, he like, he had like trying to try to like shoulder check somebody and then he missed the shoulder check and then lifted his left leg up. And Adam Johnson was like, here, lifted his left leg up and the skate hit him right here in the throat. Mm. And I think how quickly his, did he die? I think it cut his carotid. Uh, he probably was dead within a few minutes. I mean, he literally skated off the ice, but then died quickly after that. Um, it was pretty gruesome. I mean, you, it's not like, gruesome enough to where you you can't watch it like you're, you're just gonna an- see a lot of blood you're not gonna see like the cut or anything you're just gonna see were there announcers blood. and stuff for the video i don't i don't think so not in any ones that i've seen then mm. like this is not the first time this has happened in hockey um there was a goalie back in the 80s i think that had his his throat slit open but it was a different situation it was a play where they were scrumming on the ground or on the ice for the puck the guy accidentally went over his throat with the blade and he survived. No one's ever died from something like this before, but unfortunately this guy, he's probably going to get man- involuntary manslaughter charges. He it's deserves like, it. I mean, like 10 years. Yeah, I get it. I get that you weren't trying to kill the guy. You were definitely trying to hurt him, at least from what I saw. And you know, you don't, you should never play hockey again. I mean, he, he apparently this guy is known as like the Vontez perfect of, of this league. Like he just, he tries to hurt people. Um, that he was, he was weeping at when this happened. Like he, he definitely, you could tell he definitely didn't mean for it to get that far, but still, I mean, you can't lift guy, up your, yeah. you, you lifted up your skate knowing that those blades are very dangerous and very sharp. And you hit a guy right in the neck and you killed him. Um, so, you know, rest in peace, Adam Johnson. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully everybody gets the justice that that, that that needs to be served in this situation. Yeah, that I mean, that's terrible. I saw it. I haven't seen the video yet. I, I mean, I'll probably I'll probably watch it after the show. Um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. not like one of those videos where like you see somebody like break their arm and it just looks gross. Literally, you just see him get kicked in the throat and then there's just blood everywhere. And then the video ends. It's yeah. really that's all there is to it. But yeah. What's his name? Adam, Adam Johnson. Johnson. Mm. But while we're discussing that, we can go into last week's games uh, for college football on a, on a much more lighter note, much lighter note. Um, let's put up the banner. Look back at the week four. Okay. All right. Oklahoma, Kansas. This game 
was exciting. It was back. Oh, yeah. Are you seeing it? There's no way it was accident. I've watched that video 30 times. I can't see that it's accidental at all. I don't know how your leg would fly up like that in an accident. Wow. Mm. Okay. Don't even know what you said. So (laughs) what I'm saying is as many times as I've watched that video, I don't see how you could accidentally fling your leg up. No, it had to be intentional. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, let's get into a lighter note. Let's look back at college football from last week. Talking. I got, I got to do one, one, but you can Oklahoma, Kansas. Um, This game was uh, interesting. It was, it was a fun game to watch. Honestly, Uh, Kansas went up 14, nothing early in this game. Uh, they scored in their opening drive, and then um, Dylan Gabriel threw a costly pick six to go down fourteen to nothing. And then Oklahoma fought back, and it was a close game. I mean, they they outscored Kansas twenty-one to ten in the second quarter, so Oklahoma went into halftime with the lead. And then the second half was gritty. It was gruel. It was uh, not a lot of scoring in the second half, but Kansas pulled out a big, big win at home. I think it's the first time they've beaten Oklahoma in like, I want to say like 15 or more years. Um, I think Oklahoma's had won like 15 plus straight against Kansas. So big win for Lance Leipold and the Jayhawks. Um, I'm sure Mitchell will give his comments on this game here in a second. But, you know, Oklahoma now with them losing very well may have effectively eliminated the big 12 from the college football playoff. Um, now Texas still one loss, Oklahoma, one loss are going to play probably going to play each other again in the big 12 championship. If neither one of them blow it again, but um, with this loss, the big 12 might be effectively eliminated from the, big, from, from the college football playoff picture. We were just talking about the Oklahoma, Kansas game. Um, mm-hmm. If you, if you want to make any comments about it. I mean, I mean, you probably made all the good points. I think Kansas came out physical right off the bat. Dylan Gabriel turned the ball over early um, and it really <coughs> gave Kansas the momentum that they needed that to. Uh, <coughs> ooh, wow. I'm seeing a lot of people wanting Jeff Lebby fired after this game, but I'm like Jeff Lebby. He may have made a couple bad calls, but. To say you want him fired when he when Oklahoma has one of the top scoring offenses in the country, I, I don't think is is a rational decision. No, no, one game doesn't dictate the whole season, and obviously, I don't think they're out of the playoff picture. Well, that's that's right before you got on. I said this loss may have effectively ended the Big 12's Big 12's chances at the playoff because I mean, yeah, you know, one more slip up, even if they don't have a slip up, if you have Georgia go undefeated. If you have, you know, Florida State go undefeated, if you have Michigan and Ohio State only have one loss to each other, then are you going to, you're, they're probably going to put Ohio State, a one loss Ohio State in over a one loss Oklahoma or Texas. At this point, we're getting two Big Ten teams. I truly yeah. believe. I mean, especially with how the, how the committee views Ohio State at this point. Oh yeah, that is something we need to talk about. The the first yeah. college football playoff rankings. I'll bring them up. I'll bring we'll them talk up. about that in just a second. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, Indiana. Uh, Penn State struggled through this game. Did, didn't look that great, but they won. Um, Texas A and M, South Carolina. Texas A and M feel like they should have won this game by more. They really kind of struggled through a large portion of this game, but South Carolina is so bad. 
that uh, Texas A&M really couldn't help but take a take a big lead. Kansas State blowing out Houston forty-one to nothing. Time to talk about Daner Holgerson being fired. I think it's, uh, probably, I think it's their first done. year in the Big Twelve. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I think he's going to be replaced by Jeff Trailer. I think Jeff Trailer is going to take that Houston. That's draft. fine. I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying. I don't think it. I don't think you should be up in arms about this season. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. West Virginia UCF. Uh, I had picked UCF to win this game, but they remain winless in the Big Twelve. UCF not having a great year. Um, and then let's talk a little bit about Clemson losing to NC State last week losing to a i don't think brandon armstrong played uh no he didn't bad no bad quarterback they lost to mj morris who has like a 35 qbr yeah mj morris Um, this clemson team's not good no that's okay is now double sweeney is now seven and seven in his last 14 power five games probably gonna lose again this week against notre dame and they're going to be cellar so? dwellers in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be they're going to be fighting for bowl contention this year. And they're going to play in like they're the Clemson Tigers, a team that I predicted to make the college ball top or uh, college ball playoff. Probably going to play in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl <laughs> this year. And listen, you know Dabo Sweeney. I I I don't blame him for being as frustrated as he is. Right, but it's, you got to shut up. You got to stop talking so much. Yeah. Again, I get that. I get this has been a frustrating year, and South Clemson fans have a little bit of unrealistic expectations right now, trying to wanting perfection and all that. They've yeah. been spoiled under Davo Sweeney. Then all of a sudden, they're not as good, and they're they're saying, you know, we want Davo gone, or why are we paying you eleven million dollars to go four and four? Like, I get that would get under my skin too, but. Dabo, you need to be quiet. Yeah. You just need to be quiet. Just stop saying stuff. Stop taking, stop taking random phone calls from Tyler from Spartanburg, who wants to question your salary. The best way he's on that, that show every week is to not answer it. Yeah. The best way to answer that question is to not answer it. Agreed. Agreed. You know, or or give some kind of roundabout political answer, not say, "Hey, Tyler from Spartanburg, who's probably been a lifelong fan of this team, you're the problem." You don't say that, though, fan base. Is it true? Yes. yes. Should you say it? No. No. So that's how I feel about Dabo Sweeney. I think Dabo Sweeney is going to learn real quick that he better adjust, he better adapt or die. He's gonna he's gonna have to adapt or die. Yep. Agreed with that. Let's talk about Georgia, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mitchell. Hey, we told you so. Really, Mitchell told you so. Mitchell picked a big. We're back. Um, Florida looked out. Uh, other than that first drive, looked completely outmatched the entire game. Teams do that against us. They literally have the best first drive. Well, like, it's because you always script your first drive. So when you're able to, you know, your first drive, you probably thought about what you were going to do the entire week. So you were able to practice that first drive. But the rest of the game is not scripted. So it doesn't I, surprise I hate that me. they scored 20. It doesn't surprise me that they were able to score on that first drive of the game. Same thing. This game was almost identical, almost identical. If you remember two years ago when Georgia went to Neyland, Tennessee mm, scored yeah. on the first drive of yep. the game. Yep. Everybody started getting nervous, freaking out. And then we just 
outmatched them the rest Shut of the, the door. Year. What was that? Twenty twenty one. Couldn't do much of anything the rest of Georgia. the Georgia. I want to look at the what that final score ended up being. It was forty one to twenty, I think. We win a lot of games by that score. It seems because we won this game that by that score 40, as well. Yeah. Matter 41 fact, 17. 41 17. Because I remember we left midway through the fourth quarter because my father in law didn't want to stay and watch the continued beating, um, which I was a little disappointed, but I didn't have a choice. It was 10 7. Um, and then the second quarter, 7 0, 7 7, 10 7, and then 10 10, 17 10, 24 10, 27 10, 34 10, 41 10. They didn't score again until uh, they brought in Joe. They scored in garbage time. Yeah. Garbage time. Yep. That was yeah, we so left when it was 41 to 10. And then we had heard that they had scored like after we had left the stadium. But that's what um, Cedric Tillman had 200 yards against us. 10 catches, 200 yards. And then we beat them even worse the next year. Uh, 43 to 20. Georgia beat Florida last year. The score was 42 to 20. So almost the identical score. We're improving last season. Um, BYU, Texas. I was, I was a little impressed with Malik Murphy. I'm surprised Texas couldn't score more than six points in this game. Uh, let's talk about Oregon, Utah. What a thrashing for Oregon. Oregon looks Just really good. Embarrassing Utah. Oregon Look, looks really good. I said it last week. I think Oregon might be the most complete team in college football. Now, I know they lost to Washington, but there's not a lot of weaknesses on this Oregon team. No. Um, and Utah, I mean, Bryson Barnes, he he had his day in the sun beating USC, but then the real Bryson Barnes showed up against the farmer. Team. And he didn't play well. He played like he played like a pig farmer. That's what he played like. He did uh, play like a pig farmer. And Oregon looks really good. I think they're going to I don't think they lose another game until until at least the Pac-12 championship game. Do you think That's they lose to Washington again? I don't think they do. If I had to pick today, I'd pick Oregon to win that game. Same. To be honest, because Washington has looked not great the last two weeks. I think that I just don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, and I think so. especially a team as good as Oregon, um, yeah. Look, as close, I, as close as that game was when they played it too. Good for Dan Lanning. What he's already Absolutely. done at, at Oregon. It's just, hit the, I mean, the Kirby, the Kirby, the Kirby smart coaching tree is going to be Nick Saban-esque. A lot of Nick Saban's assistants, though, were trash head coaches. But the first head coach from the Kirby Smart coaching, well, not the first, because Mel Tucker was the first. Yeah. So the second head coach from the Kirby Smart coaching tree has turned out to be really good. Sam Pittman? Was Sam Pittman before Mel Tucker? No, Mel Tucker took Colorado before Sam Pittman took Arkansas, didn't he? Remember Mel Tucker coached Colorado? Yeah, he went five and seven at Colorado and then got a 10 year deal at Michigan State. Like, what the heck? Five and, then, and seven. And then he, uh, and then, and then he had some trouble with his phone. Yep. Cell phone. Um, Duke Louisville, this game surprised me. Riley Not Leonard for me. played. Riley Leonard played and they didn't have a single play inside Louisville territory the entire game. Louisville's Not that. One play. Louisville's that team, man. Louisville is good. Look, I was high on Louisville too, but I mean, you're high on you're higher on play yeah. run on the on, on the opposite side of the field. That's that Louisville defense. I think is a little bit better than we thought. They don't were. play Louisville at home. That's what I'm saying. Louisville at home is has been like nearly impossible 
to play this year. Jeff Brom, coach of the year in my book. Jeff Brom, Brom has been coach of the year. No, it's going to go to Coach Prime, dude. Come on. <laughs> it probably will, even though he'll win four games. Four and eight. All right. Um, let's see some other games. Really wasn't some anything crazy. USC, California. Look, same story with USC. Alex how English. Got how the Grinch go. stole defense. You know, that was coined by Mitchell last week. How the Grinch stole defense. They don't have a good one. Um, that Cal team is not good. And they very nearly blew it. Um, I will give credit to Caleb Williams, though, not quitting on the team when everybody said he should. Everybody said he should sit out the rest of the year. At least he played. Um, <laughs> that Okay. That ball. It's, oh, he, he played. <laughs> he did his job. Well, good no, job. Well, well, considering how many people in the media were telling him to quit and sit out, and I thought that he would actually do it because that's how Caleb Williams – it wouldn't have surprised me had Caleb Williams done something like that, but he didn't. I at least gave him some props that he played. Okay. Hey, I didn't hit my sales goal this year, guys. I'm just going to quit <laughs> until next year. You know, I didn't. Uh, January. Emmanuel Acho, look, what a terrible take, Emmanuel Acho. You've had a lot of bad look, takes recently. Fox is getting, Fox is, oh, that was ESPN, but Sam Acho's on, e, on Fox or something like that. No, Emmanuel Acho's on Fox. Emmanuel Acho's on Fox, and so is Chris Broussard who made a fool out of himself the other day, too. I don't know if you saw that video. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I've got, I've got I a like, cousin. I've got I, a cousin. I like Chris Broussard, too, so it pains me to see him do that. I've got a cousin who we just put down. <laughs> You're not making it better. You're making it worse. Oh, when, man. When freaking, it reminded me of oh like my times gosh. of my life where I put my foot in my mouth, and then I tried to dig myself out of the hole, and I dug it deeper. When Nick Wright has to tell you to, whoa, 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 then you know you're doing something wrong. Tennessee, Kentucky. This game was, was, was interesting to watch. Um, Kentucky, Kentucky had a chance. that game, dude. Dude, Devin Leary? Where has Looked this Devin good. Leary been? Where has, he, where has he been the last two seasons? Had Devin Leary been playing like this all year, we could be speaking about a different Kentucky season right now. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, Three, 370, 28 of 39, 372 and two touchdowns. Kentucky found their pass game, but then lost the run game. Ray Davis had like 36 yards rushing in this carries, game. Yeah, or 42, 42 yards rushing. And they could not stop the run of Tennessee yeah. either. And that you can't beat Tennessee if you can't stop the run. You're not beating them. And um, look, Joe Milton, 18 of 21, 228 and a touchdown. So, I mean, he, he hasn't he's, looked bad the last couple of weeks. I'll he's looked that. really good. He's been, I mean, he's got 13 touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. So, I mean, he's, there's definitely been worse quarterbacks. Absolutely. Um, if North Carolina losing again, what the heck? North Carolina. Not a surprise. They're now, now, and after they lost that game, now I'm hearing talks that Drake May might sit out the rest of the season. No, I don't think Drake May's like that. Please don't do that. Uh, like just, just don't quit on your team. Just play. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And then Arizona with a big win over Oregon State. Big win. Hottest Love team. It. Hottest team. One of the hottest teams in football right now. They're, they got three losses, but I wouldn't want to play Arizona the way they're nope. playing right now. That Fafita kid, dude, he's he's playing out of his mind. That kid does not want to give Jaden Delora the starting job back. Jaden Delora's been supportive of him. I watched. Yeah. A lot of that Arizona game, for some reason, I stayed up way too late on Saturday night. And they like they have a good relationship. 
So, yeah. But big win. Now let's get into picks for this week. Yes, sir. We're 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 flying through. Yeah, but, we're probably um, gonna have a little bit of a shorter episode today, but that's, that's okay. fine though. Uh, you want to talk about the playoff real quick? Oh let's yeah, we got to talk about the playoff. Let's talk about the playoff. Yeah, let's, um, let me, I'll, I'll share my screen. I got we'll the, talk about I got the playoff, the... and then also there's a few updates in the Michigan situation too. So yeah, let's do those two things. Those are initial rankings. Um, we had Ohio State. Obviously, they can't put Georgia at number one in the first rankings ever. Like it's just hey, not they allowed. did two years ago and won it all. They didn't they put number us one in the one. initial rankings in 2021. You sure? You're number one. Yes. Oh, okay. I literally just saw a graphic from ESPN before we came on. Gotcha. Number one. Michigan at three, Florida State at four, Washington five. Any surprises in this top twenty-five you want to talk about? Um, I I don't understand why Tulane is over Air Force. I know that's twenty-four and it's twenty-four and twenty-five, but still Air Force is undefeated. They should be the highest group of five team right now. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why USC is still ranked. Um, that one made no sense. Yeah, I don't know why USC is at twenty. Kansas should be. I think Kansas should be above USC. Definitely. Um, a lot of teams that lost last week didn't drop much. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma only dropped to nine, barely dropped at all. I think they're still number six in the AP. So they really didn't drop much at all. You know, the AP poll just stops caring once this poll, the, this poll comes out, though. That's true. Like, they just start throwing people in there. Um, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, both making... Both the, getting really the, hot lately. Getting both, really yeah, hot. both playing really good football. Don't you dare start talking about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Don't. Nope, you're not allowed. Dude, I don't know who I'm going to pick for that game this week. Oklahoma State's drawing me in, dude. Ollie Gordon! Ollie Gordon! Don't look now. Heisman, Ollie. Heisman voting. Ollie Gordon. Ollie Gordon. Good, good Ollie. Now UCLA, Missouri at 12. That's got to be their highest ranking in the college football playoff era. Um, that team's so. really good. Unfortunately, I'm a little gonna, nervous for this game. Probably going to be like about right, right here. Nervy. I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm nervous, but um, they're probably going to be about right here on 18 by next week. So, I mean, if they, I don't know. Depends on what happens below them. I'm a little nervy. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm nervous too, but I mean, I that game last week gave me a lot of faith. That's I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I'm not like like convinced we're gonna lose, but this is gonna be the toughest game we have played all year, right? Like, and then then next the week will be the, the next week will be the toughest. Honestly, game. Honestly, I'm more year. worried about Missouri than Ole Miss. Ole Miss doesn't concern me as much because are both of those home games? Are both of they home are games? they are both nice. home games? Like. Because if Lane Kiffin can't beat Saban, he's not beating Kirby. True. True. He can't beat teams like Bama and Georgia. Like he, Beat LSU this year was about the biggest one they've had. If LSU had a halfway, halfway good defense, halfway decent defense, Ole Miss doesn't win that game. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, the college football rankings, you know, honestly, I don't care that Georgia's not number one. I know some people are making a big stink about it. I really don't care. If anything, it's going to give Kirby fuel for the fire. Like, please give us bulletin board material, please. Um, you know, Love it. I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, and I know you probably aren't either, but I there is a theory out there from former Georgia quarterback Buck Blue, and I sent you this article, and I don't know if you read it or not. I ended up um, skimming through it after you told me about it the other day. Yeah. Buck Ballou, that Kirby Smart has intentionally been subbing in 
backups more frequently and earlier in games, sacrificing winning games by 20 or 30 to only win by 7 or 14 to do a couple different things. Number one, to convince those guys not to transfer for next year. And then number two, to manufacture adversity for this team, to put them through high-pressure situations. Because, look, the tactic, what he did last year when he convinced the team we were going 7-5, and that's not going to work this year. So we had to find some way to put a chip on this team's shoulder. They start barely beating teams that they should be blowing out. Everybody says, oh, Georgia's not that good. Look what's happening now. Yeah. Again, it's just a theory. Maybe it's just me as a delusional Georgia fan. I don't know. But it makes sense in my mind. I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think it makes it makes a lot of sense. And, I mean, ever since that struggle went over Auburn, we had the bludgeoning of Kentucky. We had, I mean, a solid win over Vanderbilt. I wouldn't say that was a dominant performance. And then a dominant performance over Florida. So, And it seems like 20 is the number that we like giving up. We gave up 20 to Auburn, yeah. 20 to Vandy, now, 20 to Kirby, Florida. Kirby has said that a majority of the points that our defense has allowed has been against second and third stringers. But that's always how it is. Yeah. We always do that. When our first always. team defense is in, they don't do the other teams don't do that well. So other so, than scoring on the first drive. Carson Beck well. this year, uh, Carson Beck became the first quarterback in Georgia history to throw for 250 yards in each of his first eight starts. Give him the trophy. Give him the trophy. Give He's not gonna get it, but I mean He's that he's, he's him. Carson Beck is him. 2,462 yards, 14 touchdowns, and four picks in eight games. First player in SEC history to throw for 250 for his first eight consecutive games. First player to ever do it. Ever. We're talking about Tim Tebow. Talking about Cam Newton. Talking about Joe Burrow. Tua. Jalen Hurts. First person to ever do it. Carson Beck. Shovel face. Sid the sloth looking. Carson Beck. Kid's an ugly kid, but dude, I will back him to the day I die. I love Agreed. him. He plays. He's a great quarterback. I love him. He's ugly he, as he, sin, but he's he's phenomenal. he's my quarterback. He's my quarterback. Yes, he's my quarterback. My quarterback. Yep. All right. Talk All right. about Collins. Talk about Meg the Stallion. Okay. <laughs> uh, just a few updates on the Michigan situation. Um, there is now a photo of him supposedly on the central Michigan sideline earlier in the year when they played Michigan state. Honestly, I don't buy that. It's Connor stallions because number one, how in the world did you sneak on the field? And you have, first off, you don't know what the coaches are wearing that day. There's like, how would he know what the coaches were going to wear that day? Unless central Michigan is in on it. How would you know the exact? I mean, I think that's going to wear. That's the explanation is Central Michigan has to be in on it. And old Jim McElwain, baby. But but honestly, if you if you if you zoom in on the pictures, the guy in the picture, he does look a lot like Connor Stallions, I'll give you that. But he's got a full head of hair. Connor Stallions, every Michigan game has been bald. So I'm not really sure it's the same guy. Or he might have he might have committed to it and and did some did, wore a wig that day. Listen, I'll tell you what, man. The more and more that comes out about Connor Stallions, the more I'm impressed. Yeah. This guy's dedication he's a, and devotion to Michigan he's a, football he, yeah, should be applauded. He's, he's, should he's be that applauded. Guy. He's that this guy. guy has given his entire life to, to do this right Michigan here. football. Like he eat like you tell you some people say, yeah, I eat, sleep, and drink 
Michigan football. No, this oh, dude this guy does. legitimately this eats, guy does. drinks, and sleeps Michigan football. And he is he gonna is be dedicated. he's gonna be single handedly the reason for the demise of Michigan. Football. I don't think so. I honestly don't because look, at this point, if the ins there, there's a couple reasons why I don't think anything's gonna happen. Number one, Michigan has already given Jim Harbaugh an extension. They wouldn't have done that had they really felt like something was gonna happen here. True. Number two, the NCAA themselves still have not made any accusations against Michigan. They've been investigating it for almost two weeks. Nothing. They haven't moved forward on anything. They would have already moved forward on something had they had it. I think legitimately Michigan found a loophole. I think they found a loophole. I think is what Connor Stallion's doing maybe a little shady? Sure. Is it against the rules? I don't think so. I think technically it's probably not against the rule. I think they found a loophole. I'm telling you, dude, Meg the Stallion. There's, there's, no, there's no denying Michigan was doing this, but I think the question is, was it really against the rules? What is it really illegal? And Ugh. I'm starting to convince that it really wasn't. That's why. And get this, get this. To be even more crazy, Ryan Day's brother owns a private investigation firm. Ryan Day is behind this stuff. I'm telling you, oh, Ryan. Day, this is the cra- This is why... The Ohio State-Michigan rivalry is unmatched. It is the best rivalry in college football. I used to say the Iron Bowl, but dude, ain't nothing like this happening in the Iron Bowl. This 20 minutes crazy. ago, 20 minutes ago, you said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything, and now you think that Ryan it's Day's legitimate. brother is it's, behind... Ryan the, Day's brother really does own a private investigation firm. That's like you think, true. You think he's behind the Michigan investigation? I mean, think about it. Think, think about it for a second. Maybe I am a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. Sometimes conspiracies are fun. They are fun. I agree. <laughs> listen. Listen. Ryan Day has lost to Michigan two years in a row. Because he's lost to Michigan, Ohio State fans are like wanting Ryan Day fired, which is stupid, but they want him fired because he can't beat Michigan. Whatever. So what is Ryan Day doing? Hey, hey, bro. I ain't losing to Michigan. You own a PI firm? Let's look into Michigan. I'll, that's all I'm saying. It's a little sus that his brother owns a private investigation firm and all this came out because he can't beat Michigan. I mean, it's a little funny to me. This whole thing is hilarious. It's hilarious. It is. <laughs> it's 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 genuinely funny. And I love it. I mean, it wouldn't be funny if we were Michigan fans, but we're not Michigan fans. So this is just it's just I just want to see what, what's going to happen. David Cohn's going through it. The but. Big Ten, the big a bunch of Big Ten coaches apparently are like begging them to cancel Michigan season because of an unfair advantage. Dude, you didn't lose because they stole your signs. You lost because they big boyed you, dude. That Michigan team is good. Sign stealing is not the reason why you lost 49 to nothing, Michigan State. You suck. You're not good. Maybe if your coach could keep his thing in his pants, you might be <laughs> you might you might not have lost 49 to nothing. Golly. There's a lot of more out they can't talk about outside factors. Michigan State doesn't have anything to talk about with outside facts. Hey, speaking of Michigan State, apparently they officially offered Urban Meyer the job. That doesn't mean he's going to take it, but they officially Yeah, he is. He wants money. Urban Meyer loves to do this, and he'll be gone in two years. Talk about a guy that can't keep his thing in his pants. (laughs) I mean, you're going from Mel Tucker to Urban Meyer. He wins, and that's all the college football cares about. Do you win? I could see him at either Michigan State or at Texas A&M. Don't put him in Texas. <laughs> Please don't go to Texas A&M. 
I don't want to play. I don't want to have to play Urban Meyer. Right. Just keep him at Michigan State. All right. Wow. That's wow. enough of all that. Let's get into our picks. Let's do it, dude. Let's All right. For the first time ever, I'm actually going to give the score update before we get into picks. I always forget the score update. Yeah. Here I'm up so. 103. I've got 103 points. Mitchell's at 78. Cody's at 76. I'm running away with it, and I'm loving every minute of it. Um, I've I only mean, missed one super dog this year. Missed one super dog so far this year. Yeah, and I mean, like the thing is, is like you beat us really bad the first couple weeks, but I've been keeping it close the last couple weeks. It's but just I'll, been, I'll still beat you by like one or two every week, and that just, lead just keeps creeping up. Whatever. All right. Um. First game. Some more picks. First game of the week: t- Kansas State at Texas. This game is interesting. Kansas State is getting red hot right now. They've really kind of figured out their offense. They're kind of doing a little bit of a two quarterback system, and it's working for them. Again, they're coming off a huge win against Houston. Not huge in the fact that they were a good team, but forty-one to nothing's a big win. Um, Texas, Texas barely beat without, Houston, so yeah, Texas is without Quinn Ewers. Malik Murphy looked okay against BYU. I wasn't overly impressed. Um, and look, they've struggled in certain games this year. This is going to be an interesting game, but I'm still going to go Texas comfortable. I think Malik Murphy. Uh, I think he does make enough plays. Kansas State again, while they're starting to figure it out, it's going to be it's going to be in uh, Austin. So I think that's going to give them a big advantage. Give me Texas comfort. I think Texas can't, they, they can't afford to lose another game. They're kind of in wounded animal mode. I think they win this game comfortable. I think you just said exactly. I think you said the right thing. Texas is at home. Texas is a wounded animal and they can't, they can't afford to lose this game. I think they're going to have a lot to play for. I think Texas will win, but Texas is going to win close. All right. And Cody is going to go. Texas close as well. Next game, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Um, you know, Texas A&M having a struggle year. A lot of talk on social media that if uh, Jimbo Fisher can't win at least eight games that he's gone, which means he can only lose one more time. Um, and Ole Miss cracking the top 10 in the college football playoff rankings. People are starting to take them seriously. But this is the exact kind of game that Lane Kiffin likes to lose. Um, especially This is also he, the exact kind of game that Jimbo Fisher loses. So it, That is true. That is true. It's at Ole Miss. It's going to be in Starkville. Um, so give me... Or no, Oxford. Starkville. I was, I was, Oxford. Yeah. Give me Don't let an Ole Miss game. fan hear you say that crap. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I'm going to pick Ole Miss close. I just think that... I think that, I think that Jackson Dart and... Um, Judkins are going to be more effective than Max Johnson. Um, Ole Miss is, I got, again, I'm going to use the same argument. They've got more to play for. They got more to play for in this game. And I think they're going to show that if they're going to win and they're going to win close. I think, I think there's a chance here that Ole Miss looks ahead to Georgia next week because Lane Kiffin's the kind of guy that doesn't really run that discipline of a football program. I think there's a chance they look ahead I'm going to pick Ole Miss comfortable, but it, it's not really going to surprise me if they lose this game. I, no. so I read this stat earlier in the year that he's 1-19 in against teams that finish with at least nine wins. So, Dang. yeah, 1-19 in his career against teams that finish the year with at least nine wins. But he did beat LSU. I think they'll finish with at least nine wins, so maybe he'll be 2-19. There you go. But, uh, he, he's not very good against, against good teams. There's a chance Ole Miss looks ahead to next week. Um, and 
I, I just want to know, you know, Texas A&M, they brought in Bobby Petrino to fix the offense, and the offense looks just as good as it was last year, and it wasn't good at all. They look, they look the same. I haven't seen much marked improvement from this A&M offense. To be and, fair, I think Wegman, they, they showed a lot of improvement under Wegman, but now that it's been, now that they're back to Max Johnson, I don't think they've really shown much. I got to mute, take this call real, really quick, okay. really quick. They don't use Anaya Smith very much, and that's disappointing. But I'm going to pick Ole Miss comfortable in this game. I just don't think Texas A&M um, has enough firepower, especially if they get in a shootout, which I don't, I don't think Texas A&M can get in a shootout. I don't think they're good enough to get in a shootout. Um, but give me Ole Miss comfortable. And Cody is also going to go with the Rebels comfortable. Next game, Notre Dame. At Clemson, Notre Dame at Clemson. Uh, Clemson, again, hasn't beaten a good team yet this year. Um, Dabo Sweeney's catching a lot of fire. I think they're sitting at, what, four and four? Are they four and three? They're four and four. Four and four. About to fall under 500 for the first time in like nine or ten years at Clemson. Um, If they lose this game, I'm picking Notre Dame big. I think Notre Dame wins this game by 20 or more. Honestly, I know it's going to be in Death Valley, but that team, like I said, this is the first time in like a decade Clemson has really nothing to play for. Notre Dame still has a lot to play for. They're, you know, they've they've played a very tough schedule. I think they probably have the toughest schedule in the country. They're battle tested. This is going to be nothing new to this Notre Dame team. I think Clemson's a little unmotivated. Give me Notre Dame big in this game. I've got Notre Dame close. I've got Notre Dame close. I think Clemson uh, against against good teams. They've played close games. I don't. They they haven't gotten blown out this year. So I, I don't think they're going to. And I also don't think that Notre Dame is. I think that Clemson's going to cl- slow the game down enough to where Notre Dame's not going to be able to take a huge lead. I think this game could be really close through three. But I, I mean, I think Notre Dame ends up not being like super. I think they win by like eight. I, think I can see this is a twenty-four to sixteen type of game. Okay. Yeah, that Notre Dame defense is really good, and that, I haven't seen a whole lot from that Clemson offense this year that makes me think they're going to be able to score a lot. Um, Cody's also going to go Notre Dame close in this game. Next one, Missouri-Georgia. Big game. Um, we actually need to change this uh, banner there. Okay, uh, big game. Missouri-Georgia. Missouri's coming to our house this year. Um, we very narrowly escaped a loss last last week um, last year yeah last year not last week um but it's going to be here i think i think georgia's had this game circled honestly i think those players don't want to do what they did like cuz they did not perform well they did not play well in that game last no, season no it was just a Missouri showed up to give them credit but georgia just flat out didn't play well last year but I think they're not going to make the same mistake twice. Um, I think they're going to use that motivation of them not being number one. But I still think it's going to be a close game. Give me Georgia close. I don't think we're going to blow out Missouri. This team is is better than I think even people are giving them credit for. I think there's a legit case Missouri should be a top 10 team in the college football playoff rankings right now. You could argue they're better than some of those top. I'd put them over Penn State. I don't think Penn State's that good. Um, But... I think the Missouri is a good team. Luther Burden's going to cause some issues for us. Yep. Brady Cook doesn't turn the ball over, but I think our defense makes enough plays, puts enough pressure on Brady Cook. 
And once we figure out how to shut down Luther Burden, if we have to double him, bracket him, I think at that point, that's when we kind of seal the deal and win this game. Give me Georgia close. See, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Missouri's. I'm a big fan of Missouri's offense. Okay, I, their defense is still a question mark, and I think that's what Georgia is going to take advantage of. They've been decent, but LSU scored all over them. LSU's a great offense, but a lot of teams have actually been able to score on them. I think UGA is going to win this game comfy. I think they're going to win it comfortable. It's not going to be a big comfortable. It's going to be like an 11 or 12. I could see this being a 34-21 game, uh, a 31-20 type game. I think George is going to have it in the bag by the fourth quarter, but I definitely think that first quarter is going to have us a little bit. A little, I mean, the first half is good. We're going to feel like this is going to be a game and it should be, it's a top 15 matchup, but George is notorious the last couple of years. This team that's, that's really hot. That is um, on a heater coming into, into Athens to play us. We destroy them. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? This is that type of game. Our, it was Arkansas a couple of years ago when we just thoroughly dominated them at that, at that noon kick game or something. I think it was a noon kickoff yeah. against them yeah. um, when we, and they were a top 10 team at that point. Um, and then we also win. Yeah. 37, nothing. And we did the same exact thing to Kentucky. The next same thing to Tennessee last year, same thing to Tennessee last year. It's going to be the same mold. I think it's gonna be comfortable win for Georgia. Yeah. I mean, and look, I think if Georgia can stop the run of Missouri, I think we had the game in the bag because last year we could not stop them from running the ball. Cody Schrader ran all over us and he's back this season. Schrader's back this season for them. And again, Figuring out how to at least slow down Luther Burton. He's going to get his catches. You got to oh, at least yeah. slow him down. It's it's you can't stop him. You just got to contain him. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Cody's going to go Georgia big. So he's, hey, he's got, he learned. He's his been lesson losing points week. on Georgia every single week. So he's <laughs> he learned gotta, his lesson from last week. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, the Bedlam game, the last edition of Bedlam. I think it's the last time they'll ever play. Maybe not ever. Probably not ever. But this is the last time that they have the official Bedlam rivalry. Give me your winner of this game, Mitchell. I got Oklahoma close. I think Oklahoma State's offense is good enough to be able to run the football with that dog that they have at running back. Oklahoma's Ollie Gordon. Gonna, Ollie Gordon. And then, but I, but I think Dylan Gabriel is too good of a quarterback to have two stinkers in a row. I think he's going to come back, play a better game, play a more polished football game. And Brett Venables is going to have that team ready. I think they're going to win, but it's going to be close. They're on the road. It's going to be a big win in Stillwater. I almost talked myself into the, to a Cowboys win. I almost talked myself into it, but Gross. look, I'm still not. I'm, I'm still hurt from how much they've disappointed me. That's why I said, look, even if I'm convinced Oklahoma State's winning this game, I'm not picking them for my own mental health. I'm wow. not picking them. Give me Oklahoma close. Uh, I think I don't think they're going to. Now they gave up a lot of rushing yards last week. If they do the same thing this week, there's no way. If if Ollie Gordon has over 200 on the ground, Oklahoma State's not losing this game. But I think if Oklahoma State can stop the run, Allen Bowman has been getting better. But I still don't. I'm still not super sold on Allen Bowman as a quarterback. I think Dylan Gabriel's going to. They're going to want to make up for last week. I think Jeff Lebby's been hearing it from the fan base that some delusional fans want him fired and all that for some bad play calls last week. I think they're going to want to bounce back. They're also in wounded animal mode. They know they can't lose another game at this point. There's like a four-way tie for first place in the Big 12, I think. That's There's no undefeated teams in the Big 12, a lot of one-loss teams. 
So this is a big game. They're cannibalizing um, themselves. I know Oklahoma State. They they wanted it would make it would make them so happy in the last edition and their farewell to the SEC ruin Oklahoma season. So it wouldn't surprise me if Oklahoma State won, but because of how many times they've hurt me in the past, I can't pick them. Nope. Um, and then Cody's going to go Oklahoma comfortable in this game. Um, next game, Kansas, Iowa State staying in the Big 12. Two teams with only one Big 12 loss. Still yeah. very much alive in the race. This is a big game between these two teams. I've been very impressed with Iowa State. Like Literally nobody's talking about this team, and they've got a legitimate chance to possibly win the Big 12. Um, they lost their starting quarterback. They lost a lot of pieces. I think Matt Campbell is showing that he really is a good coach. And I, I said this last week, but I'll say it again. You know, if, if you knew the history of Iowa State football before he got there, like this team was notorious for winning no more than two games a year for like 25 plus years. They were the Vandy of the Big 12. And Matt Campbell has, even though, even if they go six and six, seven and five, that's way better than what Iowa State has traditionally been. I mean, we both said that they were going to be the worst team in the Big 12 this year. Yeah. And they've been impressive. Um, but I've got to go with my baby. Got to go with Kansas close. Jalen Daniels was supposed to be was supposed to play last week. He didn't. Jason Bean played really well. So I think Kansas will be fine either way. But He's I think Cam Rising 2.0. But I think Jalen Daniels comes back this week and gets him a close win on the road. I'm not ever banking on Jalen Daniels or Cam Rising playing in a game anymore. I, I think Jason Bean's going to play, and I think Kansas is going to win big. I think this is Kansas's Kansas is on a is on a heater. As you could say, that I mean, they're coming off their biggest win in probably program history over Oklahoma last week. First time they've ever beaten Oklahoma. I don't know if it's ever, but it's been a like long time. Years. It's been a like long time. Years, yeah. Kansas is going to win this game big on the road. And I think they're just going to keep getting better. You don't think they have a hangover game? No. I don't think – I think Lance Leopold is too good of a head coach. He's going to have his guys ready for this game because it means too much. This is not a hangover type game. This is a team you're legitimately competing with at the top of the Big 12. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Lance Leopold, there's going to be a lot of teams that want to poach him away from Kansas. And I hope he doesn't leave. No, I, yeah. He's good for go that. Back. He's good they're for that program. They're going to go back to sucking again. They can get less miles again. <laughs> they had less miles before. They can get less before. miles again. No. Um, no. Cody's going to go Kansas close. So, okay. not a whole lot of differences in our picks. As a matter of fact, we none of us have picked a different winner yet. Good. All of us have the same good. so far. Good, 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 good. I'm glad. All right, next game, Washington at USC. Listen, I honestly think this is a game Michael Penix could have seven passing touchdowns. What if you're if you're a sports better or whatever, take the over in this game. There's yep. not going to be a whole lot of defense played, but I th- I'm giving Washington comfortable. I don't think this USC defense. While they're going to be able to score on Washington, they're not going to be able to score at the pace and at the rate that Washington's going to be able to do that. So give me Washington comfortable. I think they win by two touchdowns. Win by 14. That's exactly what I have. I have this game being really high scoring. I think Washington's going to win comfortable, um, probably around 45-31, something like that. And uh, they're just going to keep chugging along as a top-five team. They need to hope that someone above them loses. And hey, Michael Penix Jr. wins this game, plays well. He will have outplayed two other potential Heisman candidates, and that will yep. put him solely atop the Heisman. Which right now. who predicted that? You did. You did. Look, 
I'm pretty good at awards because I freaking picked Zach Gallon to win the NL Cy Young, and he's about to win the NL Cy Young. Well, that's like the one thing you got right. <laughs> but that was a bold. That was a bold. This will one. probably be the one thing you get right about this season is the Heisman Trophy. I mean, I picked Clemson in my college football playoff. So, <laughs> hey, I think I did. I think I had him in there too. So you had him top six. You had him top six. Pretty all right. Um, Cody's also going to go Washington comfortable. So all three of us picked the same thing. Um, Miami at North Carolina State. This is this is a game. This is a game I have on my radar because they both again have one at one ACC loss. They both are very much alive in the ACC playoff or ACC contention. Um, but I'm going to go Miami big. I think the NC State, you know, Cinderella story. Whatever. Their offense is not good. They're just not good. I think Miami figures Tyler Van Dyke has been slumping the last couple of weeks. He's thrown eight picks in his last three games. That's nice. not nice, but I still think Miami, they've come off two overtime wins in a row. I don't think they're going to want to have another close game. I think they take care of business and beat NC state big on the road. Now I'm using the same logic as you. They've played in three straight super close games. I think they're going to play in another close game. They're going to get another close win over NC state. So another, we picked the same guy, but whatever. All right, Cody's also going to go Miami comfortable. So that's now eight games and no difference in picks. It's all the super dog this week. <laughs> yeah. It's all in the super dog. UCLA at Arizona. I've been very high on UCLA this year, um, but Arizona, man, they are the hottest team in the Pac-12 right now, I think. Give me your pick for this game. Picking Arizona. Picking Arizona close at home. Fafita, I think that this is going to be is it going to be a breakout game for Arizona? I think they should be ranked if they win this game. Um, they, I mean, they have three losses, so they might not be. But this is a ranked. This is a top twenty-five team in college football right now. I think they're going to show it. They're going to beat UCLA. Yeah, a lot of talks right now that North Carolina might try to uh, push Mac Brown aside and try to go for Jed Fish. A lot of talk right now about that. Um, talk, talk, talk. But I'm going to go with Arizona comfortable in this game. I, I think that the UCLA defense is good. Garbers has come in and played much better for that offense. But I think Arizona, they're just they're 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 red hot right now. They're they're playing really well. I think they've figured some things out. Fafita is playing like a Heisman level. I mean, he's not even going to get an invite to New York, but he's playing Heisman level football right now. He's red hot. They're going to ride the hot hand, and I think Arizona wins this game comfortable. I was I've been high on UCLA, but I just I just don't think they're there yet. I don't think that they're quite there yet, and I think this is a game they slip up and lose on the road. And then Cody's going to go Arizona close. Okay, Coming down to the final game, which we might all still pick the same one here: Alabama hosting LSU. This is a, this is going to be a big game. This is the game of the week. College game day is going to be in Tuscaloosa. And in my opinion, the best guest picker in the last several years, um, Nate Bargatze is going to be the guest picker this weekend, which is awesome, hilarious. Um, I'm going to pick Alabama close, and here's why. I think I think this game is going to be kind of a back and forth slugfest. But some stats that I want to read off to you: LSU is dead last in the country in red zone defense. Opponents score 100% of the time when they get in the red zone. That's how bad they are. Alabama is going to be able to run the football on LSU. They haven't been able to stop the run effectively this season. 
They're going to be able to run the football. They're going to be able to hit the deep balls with Jalen Milrose beginning better and better every week. Now, this LSU team, there's a lot of talk that this LSU offense might be the best in, NF- in NCAA history with the, just the numbers they've been putting up. But they also have one of the worst defenses in NCAA history. I think that's what's going to cost them. I think defense wins games like this. And I got to go with the better defense. Give me Alabama close. I got LSU close. I got LSU close. I, I don't. I genuinely do not believe that Alabama can score with LSU. I, I know Miller has been better every single week, but you just said this is a historically good offense of LSU. This is a below average offense of Alabama. I, I think LSU. Average. I, I think I think LSU, but against this kind of team, I think they do. They haven't played an offense like this all year. Alabama hasn't. The one offense that they played that I think is really good. They lost to Texas. I think this is a game that they lose. It's going to be close. I think Jaden Daniels has his be- the best game of his career. And I think LSU wins this game on the road in Alabama, keeps their hopes alive, and they're probably going to win the West. I, I don't know. Ole Miss could win the West. But I, I think this-, this-, this is a big one for them. I think it would, if, if LSU wins, because... Ole Miss beat LSU and lost Alabama, so I think it would make things really complicated. To who wins the West? I genuinely think there would be a three-way tie that would have to go. That would have to go to like points scored or something like that. Yeah, because Ole Miss beat LSU, LSU beat Alabama, Alabama beat Ole Miss. Yeah, it'd be like a triangle, like the triangle of death for the SEC West. All just to get beat by Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> all just to lose to us in the championship game yeah yeah but lsu close and cody's gonna go alabama comfortable in this game so there's all the right. points there's the points there's the points right there and we'll get points in and i guess what's gonna win the week is how close these games are because that's yeah. where the main differences are and how close Agreed. they are um so cody's super dog this week is going to be colorado covering covering the 13 and a half against uh, Oregon State, and I'm going to let you give me your super dog. My super dog, Rice, covers the 12 and a half points versus SMU. I think that game's going to be close. JT Daniels is going to play well. I know SMU can score the heck out of the football, but I think Rice is going to be able to score with them. Give me Rice covering 12 and a half against SMU. All right. I want to double check the line on this game that I'm looking at to pick because I want to see if it's moved. Um, let me see here. It has not moved. I'm picking Virginia Tech to cover the nine and a half point spread against Louisville this weekend. Virginia Tech. I looked at that one. Only one loss in the ACC this year. Still very much alive in ACC contention. Jack Plummer is 0-7 in his career on bounce back games after beating after a big win against ranked opponents. 0 and 7. I don't think Louisville's going to lose this game, but I think they're going to play poorly enough to keep Virginia Tech in the game. Virginia Tech silently having a really good year. I mean 4 and 4 is not great, but they're still alive in the ACC. I think they're going to keep it close. Give me Virginia Tech to cover the 9 and a half. Love it. I love it. I think I think that that's that's a great one. And obviously I love every one of your picks because they're usually right. So there you go. That there you go. I think that's it. I was looking at like four games, but I was like, I had to pick that one. I th- that one spoke to me. The SMU SMU Rice game spoke to me. 
So I, I, I liked a couple, but they, the lines were too small. So, all yeah, right. I'm, I think that, yeah, I'm playing with, with extra yeah. money. Like, yeah, you're playing with house money. There you <laughs> I'm go. Playing with house money. All right. Well, that's the show. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, this is episode 77 of the official review week 10 of college football is going to be great. Enjoy it. Uh, be on the lookout for this being posted on audio platforms. If you're listening to it on the audio platform, go over to YouTube, give us a like. If you're watching this on YouTube, go over to audio platform, give us five stars on any audio platform, Apple Music, Spotify, at Amazon Music, all of those. Go and go and like it up. Go and give us some love. We need it. We love y'all. We will see you next week. It'll be a really good week of college football. Yep. Very good week of college football. Probably same time, same place next week. We'll see you. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Official Review. Before you go, I just wanted to give you a couple ways that you can stay connected with the show. First is our email, mgzbsportsnetwork at gmail.com. With this email, you can stay connected, ask us questions that we will answer on the show. Also, if you want to follow us on TikTok under the same name, we post very, very frequently about everything that's happening. And also, if you just want to check Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts Thursday morning at 8 a.m. for every single episode of the official review. Thank you, and we love you. Peace.